in a little bit I'll ask you to stand. But I wanted to share that what uh, we're making up this morning is part of God's love story for us. Specifically for us. And this is anticipation as we open Luke 26 38. The birth of Jesus is foretold. And there's some beauty in this, there's some poetry in this, there's some salvation instructions that will follow. It's just amazing. And it's fresh every Christmas. The birth of Jesus foretold in the sixth month. God sent the angel Gabriel from Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary's answer is amazing. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me, as you have said. And then the angel left her. Thank you. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for that reading this morning. about you, but I'm excited about this time of year. I always get excited. Um, we were driving over this morning, and uh, I think I probably told you this last week, we, we enjoy kind of just driving slowly through the country and, and uh, driving towards the mountains, being able to see that great range of mountains in front of us, thinking to myself, Man, um, it doesn't get any better. We have a great creator. Uh, he knows beauty. And uh, he's, he's 
given us an opportunity to see it. Christmas, this is the first, uh, as we've already said, the first Sunday of Advent. It's a great time of anticipation, as was read with this morning. Uh, it's a great time of hope, which is our theme this morning. An opportunity to see the truth, uh, to see the message that... Uh, that God has for us. The story that was read this morning, thank you very much for that, uh, is a story that's filled with anticipation, fear, story of uncertainty, story that um, I hope is an encouragement to you. It is to me. And it's not exactly what each of us is facing these days, but very similar to what we're facing. The unknown, the fear, the concern, the days, uh, not knowing one day to the next. It's awesome. 28 days uh, since COVID made its way uh, into the church here. That's fantastic. Um, some days I think it's probably something we're going to be living with for a long time. Um, and uh, we're just thankful that God is uh, our caretaker, that He watches over us, that He keeps us under His wing. The highlight of Christmas season, obviously, uh, not as much these days as in days past, but as of the Christmas cards and photo cards that we get from friends and family whom we don't see. A whole lot. Sometimes maybe it's only once a year that we hear from them or see them, but it is a it's it's an exciting time um, as we collect all those cards and letters that come, and it's fun and refreshing to reconnect with folks, to know what's going on in their lives, to hear uh, what's been happening, how God has been working, and also. Uh, maybe the difficulties that they've been facing. 2,000 years ago, Mary received an angelic male gift called an angel who came to see her. Uh, the divine messenger was delivering an announcement from God himself. And while the message caused Mary to be troubled, personal contact from the Almighty was a pretty significant highlight and was a pretty significant highlight in our lives when we sense God's presence, when we sense Him near us, when we sense Him in ways that we don't always uh, in our daily life sense Him. The angel told Mary that she was highly favored and that the Lord was with her. While we likely won't be visited by an angel this season, I'm saying likely, we won't. While uh, the exact same message is still being offered to each of us today, Christ came once to the Virgin Mary, but He came for all, and He came as Emmanuel came as God is with us. We sang that this morning. 
God is with us, Emmanuel. So as we look at this passage this morning, I'm just going to work, I want to work my way down through it. I don't often do this, but um, there's some truths that we can find as we uh, look at the scripture this morning, and I want to share those with you. The first truth is, take hope. The Lord knows your status. He knows your situation. Verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. A virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, the descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings. Hello. It's me. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now if we backtrack a little bit before this passage of Scripture, Mary most likely was just a very ordinary, simple young girl. Some scholars believe she might have been an early teen, maybe even 12 years old at this time. And she'd been promised, which was the cultural norm, uh, to an older man to be married. See, engagements were a little different in those days um, than they are. Uh, Karen and I had a chance last night. We went to a wedding of a friend, um, Tom and Emily. Tom is 45, never been married. Emily was 40, never been married. That was a long wait for them. But it was, it was once that, once Tom uh, made his, had uh, proposed to Emily in uh, mid-October, um, it didn't take long. The engagement was short. Uh, They realized they had found what they were looking for. But in ancient times, the the ritual was different. So Mary, probably just a simple little girl whose family had pledged her to Joseph. Nobody would have expected her to be the bearer of this great news. As a woman and unmarried at that, her culture would not have chosen Mary to lead the choir, let alone be the earthly mother of the Messiah. Yet Jesus knew her and knew where she lived. Even though Nazareth was no special hometown, especially compared to Jerusalem or even Bethlehem, God knew Mary's name. He knew her personality. He knew her demeanor. Most importantly, God knew Mary's willing heart and obedience. You see, God knows who you are. He knows who I am. He knows us more deeply and intimately than we know ourselves. He knows our address. He knows our character. He even knows our regrets. And our ambitions. And even though he knows all of that about us, he sent us a gift. He sent his son Jesus Christ to be with us and to give us the hope of heaven. 
He didn't come to this earth to leave us alone. He sent Jesus to earth in the form of Mary's baby boy in order to meet us right where we live. You see, we can take hope because God knows our status. He knows who we are. He knows what we're going through. He knows what life has been like and what it has been like for each of us. Number two, take hope. God knows your fears. Murray was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Mary, as we can understand, was probably quite troubled at Gabriel's greeting. Think about the feelings or the emotions that you would feel or that the visit from an angel might evoke in your life. Think about the plans and the reputation that would alter, be altered when this took place. By the time Gabriel finished his announcement, Mary most likely was a very scared little girl. She would be carrying God's Son in her womb. For some, that would be exciting. For Mary and even Joseph, it could mean death. You see, the law of Moses allowed for this extent of punishment to people who were unfaithful. So, it may have taken a little while for it to sink in. It may have taken a little while for Mary to realize what was, going to, what was taking place. And it's only natural to be fearful. But we can take hope because it doesn't catch God by surprise. He may be dealing with some of us right now. He might be trying to rearrange our plans, our schedules. He might be trying to do something for us that we just quite haven't been able to figure out yet. He may be wanting to do something in you and through you. And it might be a little bit scary. It might be something that rings a little fearful in your life. But don't worry. Take hope. He knows your fears. He knows my fears. He knows all about us. Number three, take hope. And we find this as we pick up in verse 31. Take hope. The Lord knows your purpose. He knows what He has planned for you. And as we sang this morning and was read this morning and talked about this morning, from the very beginning of time, He was preparing to send His Son into the world. And He was also at the same time preparing us to receive Him. He knew what our futures would be. He knew what our lives would be. Nothing catches him off guard. I, I, I just keep saying that, but take hope. The Lord knows your purpose. 
31 says, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. You see, the purpose that God had for Mary was something like this. And if you were to just kind of put it in bullet, proof, in bullet points, it would be, you will be with child. You will give birth to a son. You will give him a name, Jesus. You and all who know, you and all will know that he is a great. He is great. You and all will know that he will be called the Son of the Most High. You and all will know that the Lord God will give him David's throne. You and all will know that he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. You and all will eventually know that his kingdom will never, ever end. Do you ever wish that your life could just kind of be spelled out in bullet points? Simply, that you could um, just take, your life would, could be maybe narrowed down to eight specific, specific bullet points. Tongue-tied. But think about it. Think about how many seconds and minutes, hours, Weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, millennia took place before this happened in this time and before the angel came to see Mary and lay out God's purpose for her. It was a long-term plan. Very well thought out. And if you're wondering this morning if God's purpose for you is that well laid out, I can stand here and tell you very clearly and with, with great um, understanding, maybe that's not the right word, that it is. That His plan for your life is not just something he woke up this morning and took a look at and said, Oh, hey, there's Gary. I think here's his life. Ding, 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 ding. No. Long before any of us even knew about God, he had already been putting together a purpose for our lives. He'd already been planning for us. He'd already been setting things in place for our lives. And he'd already been working things out together to come to, a, to, to, to this day, to today. God obviously knew and knows what he's doing. His ways are not our ways. And he wants our way to follow his way. Mary did it, and we can do it. We're reminded that there's no power, that there is no power not under God's authority. 
Later in the book of Luke, when Caesar unknowingly becomes an instrument of God's purpose by commanding Joseph and Mary's presence in Bethlehem for the census, he unwittingly sets forth a prophetic announcement that was made hundreds of years before his birth. And is that was that Mary would give birth to Jesus in Bethlehem. So you see, God doesn't do things by accident. Things don't happen just as a coincidence. Things just don't occur on a whim. Take hope. God knows your purpose. He's working out the plan for your life. You see, that's why one of the reasons we celebrate this time. We celebrate the great truth that God came on to the scene at just the right time, just the right place, just the right day, just the right mother, just the right family. All of those things happened, not by circumstance, but by purpose. God knows what he's doing. Number four, beginning at verse 34, take hope, the Lord knows your doubt. 34, verse 34 says, How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. Makes sense. I'd think that'd be a good question to ask, especially if you understand how babies come to the world. It's a good question to ask. And I'm pretty sure that she had doubts that something like that could happen without having relationship with a man. Think about the doubts Mary and Joseph legitimately would have carried when hearing all of this from Gabriel. Mary's a virgin. How can it be? but she's with child. Mary's too young and inexperienced to be the son of God's earthly mother. Mary's not from a royal bloodline. Mary and Joseph already have a caterer, a florist, a photographer booked for the wedding. So, you know, how, how can this be? Life was too busy to be interrupted at this point in time. Here's a big one. God was interfering with Mary and Joseph's plans for their life. He had another idea. Yet, I'm sure the thought had crossed their mind, this is really what we hadn't intended for our lives. This is really how we hadn't intended on starting. We were maybe going to wait for a few years to have children. You know, and now here we are in this situation. Maybe, just maybe, we had other plans. Maybe we were going to move on up to Jerusalem and get a high rise and, you know, live fancy free and enjoy, enjoy some things. Maybe we were, they were going to make lots of money and be, and planned on having lots of wealth and, 
and all the things that are expected and that you expect as you begin to make plans for your life and they were making plans for their wedding. In their case, God came and changed that plan. He changed it up. What doubts do you have today? Do you doubt God's plan? Do you ask yourself, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Do you question when you know what God has said to you, what he has led you to, what he has done with your life? Do you doubt your future serving him? Do you question the legitimacy of that? Do you have doubts about tomorrow? If so, remember, take hope. God knows your doubts. He knew Mary's. He knows ours. Finally, number five begins at verse 37 and says, For no word will, from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Can you imagine? I mean, this, this occurrence, this takes place, and this angel comes, and he says, Oh, by the way, you found favor with God. I think I would like that if some angel would come to me and say, Hey, you found favor with God. For sure. But then the angel begins to lay out this plan for her life. You know, I think as as I as as we as we come down here to the end of this, number five is a big one. Take hope. The Lord can do the impossible. He can do what it is that we don't think can be done. What we don't think he can do, he can do. But I think about, as we book in this, the angel shows up, the angel leaves, and all of this is laid out for Mary. And then all of a sudden, poof, she's left alone, all by herself. Can only imagine what was going through her mind. Can only imagine the thoughts that she must have had. Was that real? Did that really just happen? God, is that you? I remember in my own life early on when I was sensing a call to the ministry and I was not a very unlikely candidate for that. Um, and my first question was, God, are you sure you got the right address here? Are you sure, are you positive that it's me? And I even had questions. God, you're going to have to 
Here goes my lack of faith. You're going to have to show me. You're going to have to prove it to me. So I, I probably did what I, I would not recommend any of you doing. In that type of situation, I said, God, you're just going to have to prove it to me. Do you, is that really what you want for me? And at that point, Karen leaned over, my wife, my first wife, Karen, leaned over. She's still my first wife. But anyway, um, and tears were streaming down her eyes. I said, what's wrong? Are you okay? She said, yeah, God wants you to preach. And I'm like, I better take that one. That's, 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 that's pretty solid. I think that I'd have a hard time arguing that one. And here we are 40 years later. You know, our life has been good. It really has. Sure, we could find t- times when things weren't so good. But that's because we live in a broken and fallen world. But it's been good. If you'd have known me before I knew the Lord, you'd say, that's impossible. That isn't going to work. That is obviously not the guy. There's got to be somebody smarter, brighter, better looking. Well, I don't know about that part. But anyway, um, <laughs> but you see, God can do the impossible in your life. And that's been 40 years ago. And I, as, I, as I looked at this and I studied this and I, and, I, and I thought about this and contemplated on this scripture this morning in this direction that I felt the Lord was leading, I could not have bullet pointed my life. I could not have laid it out and said, boom, boom, boom. Because every part of the journey, every part of the journey is not what I would have scripted. God knows. Those days in Bible college when there was no groceries in the, in the cupboard and we had two little children to feed and someone would show up at the door with food. Say, hey, the Lord laid you on my heart, our heart. We want to help you out. The times when money was pretty thin and I was trying to figure out how are we going to make this happen. And I was able to pick up a little extra work somewhere and make a few bucks to get us by. We had our little church piggy bank, penny bank. That was our milk and bread money that would sit on our... And it was just this little church with a slot cut in it like a piggy bank and we would drop change in there and then that's what we would use gone through it wasn't so exciting looking back at it God knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly what needed to happen he knew exactly what had to work out because you see even though that was 40 years ago it was thousands of years ago millions of years ago an eternity ago that he laid out the plan for my life and he did the same with your life, with each of your individual lives.
We're not accidents, and we're not here by accident. We're here on purpose. God's purpose. So as we close, I want you to I want to ask you some questions. What's impossible in your life today? What's that impossibility that's got you fearful for tomorrow? Can you get yourself to the position of Mary's willing heart, even though God's way of doing things are not making sense at the moment? Are you placing your hope in your ability? Or are you placing it in God's hands? Gabriel may have left Mary, but through the coming of Jesus, God has never, nor will never, leave us. You see, Mary had an angel come and talk to her, and we have a Savior that lives within us and in us every day every hour and he wants to lead us and he wants to guide us and he knows us better than we know ourselves the Lord is with us he just didn't come to Mary or a choice few he has come to all who will believe in him and that's the hope of Christmas he's come he's coming and as we anticipate his coming, and as we anticipate celebrating his coming over these next few weeks, we do it because he loved us first. We do it because he had us in mind long before we had ourselves in mind. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the hope that you bring, the hope that you give. We're reminded this Advent season of that. And this story this morning of Mary and that miraculous visit from Gabriel and how it turned her world upside down. Yet she was willing to be obedient to your call on her life. My prayer this morning is that each of us would be obedient to your call on our lives. And that just as you sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, you send your son to each of us. And it is for that reason that we have hope this morning. Now go with us as we leave this place. May we be different than when we came in. Thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen.